Seltzer Kings podcasts. Hi, everybody. I am Joe Welke. I am Vance. And we are the hosts of Boys Watching Buffy, a podcast where we go through every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the first time and give our review and reactions. So come join two men who call themselves boys experiencing Sunnydale and the Buffyverse for the very first time. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you can find podcasts. Hey everybody, it's Jeremy here. I produce this fine podcast you're about to listen to. Uh, Before we get to the episode, I just wanted to let you know that this is an unlocked Patreon episode. So if you are one of our patrons, you may have already heard this, but we wanted to share it on our main feed for everyone to get a sense of what you can get on our page. If you like things like video episodes or interviews with some of the cast, uh, creators of Sex and the City, stuff like that can be found on there. Patreon.com slash The Bradshaw Boys. Also, uh, the guys will be starting their rewatch soon, so keep an eye out for that, where they're rewatching all of Sex and the City with new commentary in preparation for the new HBO Max reboot. We really want to get a large community of people behind this rewatch. Please check it out, both on our main feed and at patreon.com slash The Bradshaw Boys. And without further ado, here's the episode. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watched their way through Sex in the City for the first time, watched their way through Sex in the City for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. I am Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. Ma'am. And we have some penises for your... <laughs> <laughs> John, oh, no, wait, Corey, play it. Play the song. John has John, it. John, you have it. I don't have it. We want to share I this gotta... for for some Patreon. You listen. Oh you guys get the the top of the pops here. Oh, my I want you. Gosh. I think this is worth sharing with the world, don't you? Yeah, can you I hear bet. it over the over yeah, the microphone. If I, yeah, yeah, put it, it up. I bet some people have heard it. All right, um, Corey sent Katie and I a TikTok, and we have not been able to stop. We have not stopped <laughs> laughing about it since he sent it. Someone says it was a TikTok that said, "What's the wildest opening to a line in a song you've ever heard?" And this guy Play played it. the song. It's a Jamaican song. I found the actual song and I sent it to Corey. But this is how it starts. Let me play it. Here we go. I can't. Five, six, the seven, eight. Opening line to a song. I have a penis for your vagina hole. <laughs> I have a penis for your vagina hole. That's a Sam Jones remix right there. Dude, how that just makes me miss not being out on the dating scene, knowing that there's a new pickup line that I can't use. <laughs> just hang, just hanging out at, at at your local pub. You seeing a nice lady, oh, nice cool hip Brooklyn bar. Hey, hey and hey, listen. Can I buy you a drink? Also, <laughs> I, get, I, uh, I got something I to tell a you. Penis for your vagina hole. Oh wow! So you're a gentleman. Okay, great. Good to find out. Oh it's, my it's, god! Yeah, because trying that out on on dating on dating apps, they just block you. But in person, 
you actually get to get slapped like Drink it's a nineteen forties movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Drinking your face. Drinking your yeah. face. You get to have a couple of like strong guy friends of the woman come and put your put your arm chicken wing style behind your back like they're gonna break your arm. They're like, hey, what ow, are you ow, about? Ow. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. No, 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 I meant it as a cop. It, it was a TikTok. It was just a TikTok. It was, it was, a, joke. A, it was a funny joke. <laughs> John sent me the full song. I'll play it for you. Oh, no, man. Yeah, well, so thanks, that, Corey. Right? That's been, that has been, uh, Katie and I, well, Katie and I have been singing that nonstop. Uh, we can't, we can't, we can't stop singing. I know. I got a, I sent it to y'all on us this past Saturday night. And, um, and then I woke up the next morning and just had a video of Katie and John in the background going, sing it, sing it, sing it. And her she not could, being able she to, couldn't she couldn't do it laughing. laughing. But yeah, we 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 really enjoy that uh, oh. song. We don't know anything else other than the opening. If so. you are a listener and you've heard that before, I don't mean the TikTok. I mean the song. Mm-hmm. If you've heard the song before we played it, you gotta let us know, and you gotta let us know how you heard that song beforehand, because that's yeah amazing. I, I don't uh, know. Well, we I don't know either. We just finished. Uh, we we just finished everything. Yeah, yeah we're just done tonight. We just finished the canon uh, last night. Yeah, and it'll be coming out on the on the regular feed soon. But we're we're like we're basking in the glory of finishing Sex in the City two and the entire canon of Sex in the City content. I know. Yeah, but there's not, I mean, I, there is a lot of people have told us about the um, and we should actually do this. We haven't talked about this off mic, so I'll just talk about it on mic. We should do the um, special yeah. features on the DVDs. Yeah, right? there's like some like behind the scenes stuff. There's yeah, like, uh, is, is there deleted scenes? Yeah, we, I mean we definitely we have all the DVDs. We have the Velvet set, and then we have the two things. So mm-hmm. as we're doing the rewatches, we can just scour every single little bit of that. Yeah, well, I awesome. love that. Yeah. Um, one thing that's kind of cool is we can go through. Between the Insta and the Twitter, we mm-hmm. can just go through um, people's questions, and then you know some of this stuff is going to be covered more traditionally on our uh, on our podcast. But we can answer people's questions directly. Then there's some really good, interesting questions. Do we have a? Yeah. Um, you mentioned Instagram and Twitter. Where, where are we at with a LinkedIn? Do we have a oh, LinkedIn profile? Bradshaw Boys LinkedIn. I could try to set one up. I think we should probably get on that LinkedIn game. I'm going to, while you're doing this, I'll just look on LinkedIn and see if Brad Shaw boys is anything. Uh, I'm Brad Shaw boys. How great would that be if like (laughs) six months from your LinkedIn is the primary way of us booking guests. We just pulled on, we pulled on Noth. Like how'd you, how'd you get connected? Oh, we just matched with him on LinkedIn. I'm going to see if he's on LinkedIn right now. Hang on. We wanted to uh, recommend his uh, his acting, his resumes, his uh. Is Chris Noth on LinkedIn? I just found Chris Noth actor. <laughs> he's on like, there. There's no headshot. I don't know if it's really him. Oh, dude! Independent entertainment professional, Chris Noth. Oh dude, let's God. link up. Let's just link up. Let's get all the boys. I just sent a connect message. Link up with Noth. Did. Get Eigenberg. Get Weber. Dude. Yeah. Get uh, McLaughlin, McLaughlin, get Handler. Let's link up with all the boys on LinkedIn. There's okay. Here's Dude, here's would it be to just go out with the cigar like in the first movie. Just us, Smith, Jared, Evan Handler. We're all just like smoking cigars, and they're like, "So tell us more about your podcast." And we're like, ah, we, 
we were just fucking around one night. We figured we'd watch it. They're like, that's crazy. And we're like, yeah, it's kind of like what you do, only not as many visuals. It's more of an audio thing. I'm like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> Smith Jarrett's just shooting grains of rice at the feral cats wow, in his lawn. Wait, explain that story. Yeah, that that story. Who, who sent that? I was on. It was I on TMZ. That. I or sent, you it, sent someone, it to the boys. To the oh, that that came to us via Jen Kirkman. Kirkman, uh, Kirkman messaged me and was like, "Oh my gosh, look at this!" And uh, and yeah, it was uh, Smith Jared in his backyard with um, a bunch of uh, <laughs> it was is his neighbor. It's on TMZ, and his neighbor was really mad at him because there were feral cats in his backyard. And he had, I guess, made it taken an air rifle and put grains of rice and was shooting them. He, he wasn't. He wasn't he, shooting them. No, he was shooting. He was not. Near he was them shooting near them to scare them out of his yard. And the lady, yeah. the lady, the his neighbor, like, I get it. If someone's like, "Are you shooting those cats?" Like you, you know it. But it sounded like they were in a thing where he was like, "I'm trying to explain myself," and you clearly don't have the full video, or the video is mm-hmm. not of the full altercation. But he's like. Listen, if you'll stop swearing at me, I'll tell mm. you what's happening. And she, and then at one point she's like, I'm trying to get these cats into a shelter, you dick face. Yeah. And I'm he's trying just to like, build up trust. It takes six months to build yeah. up trust. And he's like, Lady, there's a bunch of feral cats on my lawn. You keep bringing them cheese. Like, yeah. I want them off my lawn. I don't know. I don't, I don't I, blame, I don't blame I, good old Smith. I don't, I don't either. I, don't I think that if he had been. If, he if he's been shooting them with wrong, a, that's bad. But if he's trying to just yeah, scare them off his property, like, come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have a friend who who was on the podcast. You guys know uh, Carme, the the our our professional model, and she beside her, like, she lived near a place, and there were a ton of feral cats next door, and it was totally fine. But like, it's a weird thing when you're like outside and you just got like freaking cats crawling around like it, it it takes a little getting getting mm-hmm. used to and so it's like if you want to get them out of your yard without hurting them and he wasn't hurting them and i think i think okay. i read in the article that it was like one of the neighbors had just like left them there and so oh, okay. they were like they were being a problem on his property and then another neighbor was like her strategy was to build up trust over like several months by feeding them every day and then eventually getting them off and i think he was kind of yeah. just at wit's end and he was just like i want I don't want these on my property, so I'm shooting rice in the dirt, like ten feet away from them to scare them. And that lady was right. like, "You're undermining my operation." Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. yeah. I mean, it also sounded like drama, Sex and City drama to come out right now. It's funny <laughs> to watch that and just be like, I don't know. They should steal people, like people that Dude. take videos. Of, like that lady thought she was getting him in trouble, and really it was just like yeah whatever like you guys have a neighborly thing like that's it sucks to see that on tmz and be like that's literally just like a normal that's a conversation a fucking thing there's a squirrel there's these cats there's like you know you totally hear ends up being like news yeah yeah that's you totally hear samantha just riffing a sick pun on that Honey, I'd totally let him shoot rice at my pussy. <laughs> yeah, what would it be? It would be rice, rice patty, more like rice. Well, definitely pussy. Yeah, pussy would. I be thought mine was right. pretty. I thought it would. What I was yours? Was, I'd let him shoot rice at my pussy. I thought I, that was like. It, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. If I you was thinking, re- if you want to rewrite it, like, no, no, no. I, I was thinking. I was just thinking vaginal pussy. Bad. I was thinking vaginal pussy. 
and I didn't I didn't even think about the fact that it was a pun. I let him shoot my rice in my vagina hole. <laughs> in, in, my, in my feline pussy. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, well, man, thank you for subscribing is, to the Patreon. Thank you for subscribing to the Patreon. What are we doing tonight? We have this a plan. I, I promise you we have a plan. We do have a plan. Yeah. Uh, um, here we go. What do you all think of Big's reaction? This is from Maud Rose. What do you think of Big's reaction to Carrie's kiss with Aiden? What do we think of Big's reaction? Uh, what do we think of Big's reaction? You know, I his he listened on the phone call and then he just said, Carrie, I'm at work. I have to go. And mm-hmm. then he hung up. And for a second, I was like, you know, that that is a little cold. But I was also like, look, he found out some very troubling news. You thought that was cold? No, no, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me finish. Let me okay. finish what I'm saying. I will shoot rice at your pussies. Um, no, my first thing, Kevin, put your hand down. <laughs> put your hand down. My first thought was, I did. I, I misspoke. My first thing was like, oh, is cutting someone off? But it's it wasn't cold. It was him reacting to like your wife just kissed her ex boyfriend. John, put your hand down. And uh, and yeah. I, I thought that he did exactly what he needed to do. What about um, the uh, what about like the pseudo cold shoulder that he gave her? Like he he wasn't there home. when she came home. Mm-hmm. He didn't respond to her calls or her voicemails. And then when she's like, "Where were you?" He was like, "I was just walking around." And then he kind of did say, "He kind of yeah, got a spooker a little bit." Yeah, spooker. Yeah, I mean, as much I, as people want to think that relationships are built on, dude, I just had a communication of, of you leading like a marriage workshop. All right, you got problems. Here's how you saw you just got a spooker a little bit. Yeah, spooker a little bit. Just spooker. I mean, you, you. When she's should... in the basement. When she's in the basement and the lights are on and the light switches at the top of the stairs, ah! turn off the light. Spooker. Spooker. Put on a sheet. Peanuts. Peanuts. Ghost style, like your Charlie Brown at Halloween. Spooker. <laughs> Um, uh, I just think yeah. that, yeah, I mean, I think you should be spooky. I, 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 I think you, when someone acts like that, you can't demand full maturity, but I think, I think it's worth there being some consequences. And yeah, I, I think, think if it's like, if you're in your head, you're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, if let's say in his head, he's like, I'm still going to be with her. I'm still going to forgive her. I think it's fine for him to be like, and also I'm not going to be at the airport. When she gets back she, to the apartment, she's going to be a little worried. I'm going to leave her, and then I won't. She got to the airport at a day that was not agreed upon. Like it was a different day. She came yeah. back earlier. Yeah. So, so like that him saying like day. I'm going to pick you up at the airport is an, is a moot point because she is getting back on a Tuesday rather than a Saturday. If and someone cheats on you, do you think it's appropriate to scare them into thinking that you might leave them and then not yeah, leave them? I think that's perfect. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know if it's a- appropriate. Like, I. I just like. I want to hear someone argue the other side. I would love to hear someone play devil's advocate and be like, "No, Big acted very inappropriately." It's like he got cheated on. Yeah, he did not. He can react however he, yeah, he wants. Did. And he came back and he's like, "I'm." A, did he say like, "I'm. I'm back because I'm a grown up," or is that from a Ted Lasso or something like that? Um, I just, just watched that recently <laughs> That's too. That's when that's when Ted Lasso. Uh, I think that's from Dallas. Trainer. Here, wait. It, Ted Lasso is amazing. I have a question for both of y'all. Since we're talking about, well, spooking aside, let's say, do you think Carrie and Big 
in their conversation have in, in their conversation by being married, do you think they've covered, cause I don't know if they've done it on the show. Have they covered cheating stuff and been like, remember when we cheated on my first wife together? Like, I don't think do, they have. And like, how does this play in where it's like, okay, Dude, I'll I, tell you how, I, I, I'll I tell think, you how this plays in. There's a separate thing and Gary should not have kissed Aiden. But like, I wonder if they play in that, like they, they cheated on his first wife together. And, I, and like that, that works out. Like sometimes that I don't, I'm not saying their cheating was good, but sometimes people, sometimes a long-term relationship starts because people yeah. are, are sneaking around, spooking the other person. Not that, spooking. I think it's interesting sneaking. to hear Kevin say he doesn't think they talked about it because I think after they got back from Paris, they mm-hmm. hooked up. And then the very next morning at breakfast, they just they talked about it. He was sitting there with really? a newspaper and he's like, Remember when we cheated on my first wife together? And she's like, Eee, I do. And I think they just have they they talk about it all the time. I you think really? it's like, how it went down. You think it's just like something that they don't talk about? No, I mean they didn't talk about it on the on the show. Here's how I think it went down. I think or, Carrie walks I was out of the talking bathroom about in No, I they think Carrie walks out of the bathroom live. one morning. I think she walks That's out of the bathroom morning and she goes, who am I? And then she raises up her lip and she's colored her two front teeth black with a Sharpie. And he goes, yeah. Oh, and she goes, I'm Natasha. <laughs> and then that, that brings where up the my, where my Where my teeth? <laughs> where my oh, teeth? Hey, and then, hey, and then he, he grabs a mop and he puts a dress on it and he starts humping it. He's like, oh, look at Oh, Carrie. <laughs> and then he's just like... <laughs> Oh man, what if they're um, just so mean behind her back? They probably oh. are. That's, they probably are. Why? She's fucking normal and nice, but they're not. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I know. I, I think well, I'm sure I, they I, talked about it, but I think that it is certainly a red flag if you already engaged in uh, inf, inf, infidel behavior, infidelis. Dude, once a cheat, behavior. always a cheat. That's what they say. Once a cheat, always well, a cheat. I don't know. Here's, but here's the thing. It's that's where I think it's true that it's it's like, um, this is another question that someone has, um, but it's basically like, it is a mindset that you're in that you expect things that it's perfect for Carrie Bradshaw. You expect things to be exciting. You expect this, and so you're going mm. to seek excitement, and you're going to seek thrill. And that is what you're looking for. That's always going to lead to cheating because it doesn't fucking matter. That's why, that's why guys yeah, cheat with, if she didn't run into Aiden in the spice market, you know, she would have let comptroller just piss all over her the next day. Oh yeah. She's, she just wants some strange. <laughs> some strange. Um, yeah. I mean, um, I think that was the most, I mean, Hey yeah. baby, hey, I have something to tell you. I'm okay. <laughs> it's just I met the comptroller in a sauna in Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and we went out for dinner. And he had a lot of liquid, so it was clear piss. But he <laughs> did urinate on me over and over again for just like like ten minutes. So it didn't mean anything, and I'm so stupid. And I'm so sorry. Do you hey, forget? Carrie. I'm an adult. I'm at work, Carrie. I'm at work. <laughs> oh no, he Clean wanted yourself to off before hey, you come hey, home. Hey, Carrie, I'm at work. On him. 
You're on speaker. You're on speaker, room. and Bill <laughs> Kelly is right here. I'm meeting with the comptroller because we're trying to get another real estate deal through. Wait, so that wasn't Bill Kelly? This is uh, a different must have been a guy that just looked just like him. Oh, shit. Well, let me try over. Let me start this over. It was the shoe guy from the spice market. I let him pee on me. <laughs> hey, the, someone, Rose, Rosanna Alexander says. He gave me my passport back. I was really worried about it the whole time. And so uh, I just thought it was a nice American thing to do to go back and just lay down a tarp and just let him piss on me. <laughs> you can have your passport back, but it's going to come with a little extra. It's good. You're going to get a different kind so of stamp on some it. special sauce. Wait, someone says Carrie being very rude to Charlotte. Rosanna Alexandra. Oh. what? When is Carrie rude to Charlotte specifically? When Charlotte's like, hey, you're playing with fire. Don't go out to Aiden. And Charlotte holds the elevator like three yeah. times to scream at uh, Charlotte. Yeah. And like when she goes mega bitch mode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not okay. How do I feel about it is not okay. I think Carrie, that's the moment she started to cheat on Big. Yeah. And she should have told Big that too. She should have been like, it was just a 10 second thing. She should have been like, I betrayed you and I and I fought through a Charlotte barrier. It was like running through the end of American Gladiators and she was there with a pugil stick mm-hmm. and I fought her away because Charlotte is looking out for your best interests. Do you know what's also funny that I we forgot to, we didn't talk about, but when Carrie comes back, she isn't just like, I need to tell somebody. And part of it is because they just wanted the gang together, but she came back. She's like, get everyone together. I fucked up. Yeah. And they're like, we're having dinner. We have stuff to do. And she's just like, <laughs> round up the troops. I did the yeah. exact thing that everyone knew I was going to do. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Do you feel like that? Well, I don't know. Never mind. I was going to say, was that growth for Carrie? But Carrie always does that. She always does that. Hey, all you true crime fans, this is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morphe. And we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast, Criminology. Launched in 2017, we've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons. Some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of. Other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime. There are 200 episodes of Criminology available to binge on right now. And new episodes come out every Saturday night. Subscribe to Criminology today, wherever you listen to your podcast. <laughs> oh man. Have, do you guys want to watch the movie Lawrence of Alabia as an episode? Wait, <laughs> is it is it a real movie? I'm going to look more? it up on Pornhub right now. <laughs> Dude, uh, you don't have to look it up. Just go to your history. You know it's there. You do, but it's it's Joey Lawrence of Alabia. It's starring <laughs> Joey Lawrence from Blossom. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> that's how he that's how he comes. He just Whoa, whoa. Lawrence whoa. of Mylabia, a term used by Samantha in Sex and City 2. The exact meaning is not exactly clear. <laughs> oh, it's not That's clear. how bad it is. That it's like, it truly is one of those things that it's like, that kind of makes sense, but what? Wait, did you look okay. that up on, on Pornhub or Urban Dictionary? This is Urban Dictionary. It was it was a cheap innuendo and play on the movie Lawrence of Arabia, but ultimately the best part of a pretty shit film. But in the context of her seeing a hot man in the Dubai desert which relit her menopausal flame, blah, 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 blah. The male in question can be seen as a bit of a clit commander. What? What? I don't know. That's just somebody on. It was Dick Spurt. It was Ricard Spurt. Ricard. Um, 
There you know is no about, about that. Those movies is like no matter how gross we get, and no matter how much we we play, uh, I got a penis for your vagina hole. Mm-hmm. Like, Sex and City is pretty raunchy, and that makes me it feel is... good. It makes me feel like we're in the right lane. Here. Like we've done something. Yeah. We're in the right. We're watching the right show. Yeah, yeah. That is well. That's what's cool about the show, show in general. It's a raunchy show. They deal with like farting, shitting, mm-hmm. um, pissing. Like we'll talk about Harry with Steve's jizz on his face, and like normally that'd be like, oh, that's way inappropriate. Why they showed they showed a scene with some like Miranda getting jizz a on random her face. man, a random man jizz oh, on her face. Like, oh, so Miranda can get jizz on her face, but, but Harry, Harry Golden Plant can't get Steve's jizz on his face. Why don't you guys Golden, take a look Golden at Plant? what you find to be appropriate? <laughs> Golden Plant. Golden Plant. Hey, do do you guys want to hear my idea that I actually think would be very interesting, but I don't think anyone would do it? Yes. Yes. I actually think this would be very interesting, which would be a a history and a psychological, like <clears throat> sociological study about pornography that would mm-hmm. be the history of the cum shot because it just started. It started like when once video pornography popularized so it didn't exist until like 1960 and now it's like the thing that ends every porn and and it changes it's because of like it's like a new thing historically like that wasn't a thing that people did until you Mm. could watch other people have sex by video and i was like Mm. i wish malcolm gladwell would would write that for his next like tipping point book that would just be like but i don't think anyone's gonna do that Hi, it's Hi, Mal- 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 Gladwell. Gladwell. This, is the, this is the edging point. That was this is the <laughs> this is the titting point. Uh, I, I do I'm, think I, that is interesting. I think that is interesting. I heard a I heard Hi. a stand up one time on like an eighties comedy thing talk about how he was like, yeah, my dad's a doc. I, I don't know whose joke this is, so we're not stealing it. I just saw it when I was a kid. He was like, my dad was a doctor, uh, but he had to pay his way through medical school by. Uh, by doing amateur porn and like you can't tell he's a consummate professional except that when he gives someone a shot he usually pulls out earlier and then sprays the rest of the vaccine all over him <laughs> <laughs> i want to know if you know which comedian that is that's a hilarious that's really good. and you need to get us in touch with him and we will we'll retweet him we'll get him out there he'll Dude, be one of the talking bunch- heads on kevin's document on kevin's come documentary yeah, exactly do you think there's a bunch of sociologists that are just like they they've got the manuscript they've like gotten halfway through and they're just like hi my name's dr roger spurgeon the beginning of my research went and they're all get half done and then like by the end they're just totally distracted and just like addicted <laughs> to porn and they never finish their book probably probably okay. so. um this goes along with what we were just saying will carrie ever be satisfied in her relationship or does she need chaos <clears throat> Ooh. Ooh. i think a lot of people are like that and it's something that I don't know how you deal with it, but a lot of people like they panic once they settle in. A lot of guys are like that. That's like why they they go from like person to person. Yeah, I don't think Carrie. I don't think Carrie will or necessarily ever should be satisfied by one individual. I don't think relationships are necessarily re- receiving complete satisfaction from one person. I think it's understanding the need. Like she needs her friends, her man, the city, like fashion, 
and to write. And I think like if any one of those things are missing from her life, she will feel incomplete. And I think the mm-hmm. more she tries to put the more she tries to put those things on big, the more that relationship is going to feel out of control. I think big will never be Miranda. Big will never be Stanford. And like big will never be uh, her editor from Vogue. Like big will be big. And that is like in order for her to be a healthy person, I think she needs to compartmentalize those things and understand where, where she gets fulfilled from those things. Yeah. Because that's the thing. It's difficult when you see other couples having relationship problems because you can't ever, um, cause they're emotional. You can't just be like, feel good, feel okay with the fact that he's not going to the premiere. Yeah, like, you have your friends. Can't your help friends that she feels that way. Right. 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 But what you would really want to see is him to say, I'm tired, but I'm going for you, babe. And then and right. sure the best time. And then next time be like, I can't do that all the time. It's, it's not my thing. And also have her be like, Hey, I really want to do dinner this week because I kind of need to feel like I kind of need to dress up and feel like old Carrie Bradshaw, mm-hmm. but stay at home tonight. I'm going out with Stanford and the girls. Exactly. And instead, like the amount of times, and I've been in these too, but it's like when you see other couples like at the standoff, and sometimes they'll like ask you, they'll just be like, isn't that messed up that blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Like you can never just prescribe the answer because the answer right. is the deeper thing that no one can walk you through. Right. Exactly. And that you're told all your feelings are valid. But it's like, why do you need big to go there? And you turn it into like the end of your life because you're married and things are more boring now. Like let him watch his movie and, and big, like be a fucking man and like put your clothes on and like make your wife feel awesome. But yeah. I don't know. Well, does this change it for y'all that he, he forgot. And so it was like, he had already committed to go. And then he came home and he was like, what is that tonight? And then he was like, I'm not going. It changes a little bit. It does. I, I don't. Th- I don't know if it changes the the overall big picture thing. Yeah, Mister Big Picture. But I do but think it changes incidents, it. Yeah, I think there's a little bit where it's like when you when you you're making it even worse. I think when you're like you guys already had plans. Like you're now you're bailing on plans and yeah. you're and you're getting into like a little bit of a problem area that you guys need to delicately work out together. But you're also bailing on plans. I um when the relationship that I was in that was like toxic, one of the most like hurtful things would we would, because of the deeper things, like I really love spending time with people. Like that's my favorite thing. And I would always be fine and I would make other plans, but it would, I got to a point where she would cancel plans so much or Mm -hmm. cause she got tired or cause she got like stressed. And you know, it would be like, Oh, okay. Like I'll, I'll go meet up with my buddy Harlan or like I'll meet up with, you know, I made other plans, but it was definitely, I guess in the case of like Carrie, if she was really excited to go do that, like I've been in that situation where it's like, Oh my gosh, I'm really excited. And then it's like in the back of your head, it's like, Oh, I know that they're going to back out or they're not even going to show you that they're excited to go. And then they're like, Oh yeah, there's that thing. And then you're like, I don't know. So that can be deflating and I can, and I do think they did a pretty good job just showing 
both of them, which is all relationship problems, like just missing each other and not mm-hmm. meeting each other's needs of romance and of like big is totally valid to be like, I want to watch movies with you, babe. Like, all I don't right. want to go out on the town every night. Like, I, I want to do this. Like, I'm yeah. old. My balls are fucking hanging mm-hmm. down low. I had a and fro. I had a penis for your vagina hole, but like not every night anymore. Now I right. have a penis and some Viagra for your vagina hole. <laughs> I have some sushi for my mouth hole. <laughs> um, so stupid. I I have a question that goes along with that. Not even a question. Just like more of a thing that like, I mean, John, you've talked about like you know in your relationship. And you hear people in what usually are great relationships talk about like how their partner is their best friend. But then we're also talking about how you have to compartmentalize people for things. And maybe this goes into, maybe this goes into not expecting too much from one person. But I, I, there's a thing where it, I find it a little tough to say, okay, not even tough. I find it sometimes scary to be like, I'm going to make this person my best friend. Um, and then I'm going to lose all these other things from other people. And it it seems like you're playing both. It it seems like we could be playing both sides a little bit. Can you explain that? Well, like, like, so the example I would use is like my wife, Katie loves to see Broadway shows. Like she Mm -hmm. could see a billion Broadway shows. She could see a hundred Broadway shows a year and it still would not be enough. I'm good for like six. Like that, that's like my, I, I love going to theater. Uh, the seats are really uncomfortable for me. Uh, it usually hurts my back. And like, uh, unless it's like a really impactful show, I don't want to see it. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'll go, I'll happily go to Broadway with her. But like, I would much rather she go to Broadway with her girlfriend that like love, she loves to go see Broadway with. Mm-hmm. And it's like that part of relationship, I will never be the best person to fulfill that itch in her, her life. Vice versa. Like, I like to go out and do the occasional bender and like go have some whiskey and eat a bunch of shitty pizza late at night and like go out drinking with the guys. Like Katie is down to do that, but like not nearly as, as much as like I would like to do it. And so it's like, let me, cool. let, me what, tell, like, let me just tell, let me just tell our listeners when John flips the switch, <laughs> when John, when John says, cause John is like not a big drinker and not a big up late guy. Like you're pretty, but when you say like I want to get drunk, you'll even say it'll be like uh, next Saturday. I mean, obviously not in COVID, but even when we we're in the Hamptons, like when we lived together, it'd be like um, in six days I- I'm going to get drunk. <laughs> and I was, and, but there's some people where when they plan it, it's not it's not good. It's like mm-hmm. they plan it and it's like weird. Yeah. You plan it, it's like look who fucking showed up. Yeah, hat backwards. <laughs> I- ready to ready to fucking go i still there's a specific night and you both know what it is that i am sad that i was not at this one night that happened in the back room of a south brooklyn bar where kevin and comedy shows oh my gosh Uh, yeah i i i I, I, was one of our friends that night you did who Who? i'm not gonna say hit your hit your hit your mute button and say it um, <laughs> this is what we were doing before the podcast. I forget her. I forget her name now. Jeez, <laughs> sounds so like funny. a great friend. Yeah, um, it's the no, it's the oh, it's what's her name that I get. I the only way I can figure out who it is is we'll, if we'll, I we'll, we'll talk. We'll ask. I put it in the chat. Oh, okay, okay, um, yeah, yeah. okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I forgot uh, that happened. Then someone remind me one time, and I was like, I never made out with her. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. they're like at blah blah blah, and I was like, oh yeah, that was a that was a big night. <laughs> yeah, we, we come in here the back the back room of a bar, and we decided to do like karaoke or stand up or spoken word. We called it the shit show. We invited everyone in the bar to come to the back room. I was blackout drunk, and I made everyone pull out their phone and and send three nice things to people in their contact list. And this guy like was refusing to do it. And I was like, sir, I need you to send three nice things to your brother right now. And he's like, I don't want to do it. And I was like, I'm going to invite you to step outside for a fight unless you send three nice things to your brother right now. It was, it was fun. It was, it was oh a my very gosh. sloppy night. Um, but to bring it back around. Hey, sir, if you don't send three nice things to your brother right now, I've got a penis for your vagina hole that yeah. you might not really appreciate. Um, <laughs> No, but so that circle it all back. Not like, like those yeah. are those are things that the other one can't fulfill. And so if I try to like be like, Katie, like this is like our night to go get like sloppy drunk in a South Brooklyn bar. Like, why don't you want to do that? Like that is just like a recipe for disappointment on my end, and I think vice sure. versa for her. She's like, this is our twentieth Broadway show this year. Like we said, we were going to see fifty. I'd be like. I can't, I can't, my knees will hurt. I can't do that. So, um, yeah, I think like, and Makes plus sense. I would be, she would be happier and I would be happier if she went and saw it with her Broadway friend crew, you know? And so yeah. it's just like, uh, communicating those things. And mm. I think with the big incident in particular, he said he would go, so he should have gone. But like, if Carrie wants to like, like feel glitz, glitz and sparkly, like, I don't know, go, go at the girls, you know? Like that's what mm -hmm. you did for so long. So yeah. anyway, next question, sense. Kevin, what do you got? I have two back to back that are very interesting. Okay. One, I don't think any of us noticed. It's favorite, from favorite, uh, favorite way to take pictures back to back. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, that is, I, I've got one. Um, of yeah. Oh, Kevin, we so, have a great one. What? Our back to back oh. photo. We need to oh, I'll, I'll post it. I'll post it on the Instagram. I know the one you're talking about. Um, Okay, one is Charlotte Miranda Parenting Struggles Love, Love, Love That Part by so Kaylee that, Grace said that so on our great, Insta. Yeah. The other person, the same scene, but something I didn't notice, how <laughs> awkward and tone deaf it is that Miranda and Charlotte toasted to, quote, the help. Mm. They toast, they cheers to the help. Because they're don't nannies. They, don't, don't they cheers to... They also cheers to women that don't have help. Yes, they say to women, she says, how do those women who don't have help do it? And she goes, I have no idea to them. And they cheers to them also. They cheers to like mothers without nannies, essentially. Mm. Which I think was a very directed nod to be like, this is good. And, and I will say on our Twitter, I was like, what are you, what are you, what's all y'all's favorite parts of the movie? And so many people were like, the conversation between Miranda and Charlotte. But I think it was like, that was a, that was like a coordinated effort to be like, let's talk about motherhood. Let's like mm -hmm. talk about mothers without help, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. All and right. then I think they were also toasting to the movie, the help starring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And they used, like, they used Charlotte's poop from the first movie to make yeah, the put, shit pie. Yep. They did. Yeah. I just <laughs> think, um, 
I think that scene was like I don't I can't recall too many times in the series when Charlotte and Miranda have like a special bonding moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, uh, and so that was like a really special. I think that was a really special time for it's them the best- and to see and to see them. Yeah, it's the best version of a George and Elaine moment, like Kevin talks about when George and Elaine hung out on Seinfeld and they don't have anything in common. This was like yeah. the flip positive version of yeah. seeing people really bonding together. We have a lot of questions here about Big. Um, Sharon, Sharon and Kate Murray said Big essentially wanting a part-time marriage mm-hmm. and Andrea Fever. I got a fever and it's Andrea Fever. Um <laughs> She said, Carrie and Big separate but together plan. We talk about that a bit, but it's like people do unconventional things, but it's definitely like, unless you fully worked it out, it is a red flag if you want to spend two days a week in another household than your partner. Yeah. 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 I agree. I I agree with that. Um, When you already work, you already work, you already work separately. Mm-hmm. You already, it's not like they, do you think it, it was a red flag that Carrie wanted to get away to finish, to write her book? No, because she wanted to write, she wanted to do a specific thing. Yeah. And he wants to get away and watch some black and white movies. That's a specific thing. Maybe he's a film buff. He wants to get away and put his feet on the couch for two days. I mean, I guess it's this Charlotte ends up using it. She yeah. ends up using it for that very reason. Mm-hmm. But you know, in life, dude, if it fucking quacks like a duck, it's a duck. And there was no way that Big was suggesting that that was that was going to be from a healthy, connected marriage place. Whereas Charlotte, maybe that was the case. It's like you saw that. So I don't know. In a movie, I'm just trying to think in real life. I would know the friends that gave a plan like that, and I'd be like, bro. What are you doing? And the ones that would be like, yeah, I have a place upstate. Like, didn't Corey, didn't Josh go upstate occasionally? Yeah, we, we had to go together. <clears throat> no, we had a, we have a, a friend who he, he was at like kind of a job switch point in life and was like, maybe I want to try out this other career and basically had a, a four day a week job, a couple hours from the city, ended up like renting a one room cabin. And they made it work. They basically did a like, he would go, he would work, and then he would either come back to the city or she would go up there on the weekend. And and that was one of the things where I remember talking to him and being like, is that hard? And he was like, yeah. He's like, we have been married for, you know, a while. And now we're living like, basically like a separate temp thing. But it's funny, not in the same way at all as Mm -hmm. the guy who's like Carrie's butler, like a very different situation. And that like, you know, this was our friend who's going a couple hours from New York city. It's not like his wife is, you know, in another country hours away. But I think that was more of like a making a sacrifice for that kind of thing to be like, maybe we're going to get a job and move out here. But yeah, he did do that. And they did have like a different arrangement for a little while Um, and they made it work. They made it work, but it wasn't, it wasn't a choice of like, like, I do know people who have a like, Hey, I'm gone every weekend or something like that. And that's always just kind of a deal where it's like, it's one thing if you're like, Hey, in the mornings I go take a walk for 20 minutes, kind of, you know, whatever. 
it's another thing if you're like, hey, I'm gone a quarter of like, every I, month to do my, my deal. My I, is, I think it is. is I, I, know, I, know, I know people that are in open marriages and it works really well for them. And it's like, hmm. I, think, I disagree. And I don't need number? to know them to disagree. What's their number? Is there a way that I could get in touch with them to talk to them about it? I think well, every, th- uh, you say first and then I want to respond. Would they, they be interested? Do they, or would they be interested in me? I mean, the, like the, the, okay, the alternative is that they're both unhappy and that they get a, and that they get a divorce and are no longer together. And so, huh. I mean, I don't know the intricacies of their relationship perfectly, but I know right. that this is an arrangement that they've both agreed on and they mm-hmm. are both comfortable with and they are both happy with it. And so, mm-hmm. uh, like that's all, that's all I know. I'm not in their marriage and a part of their marriage, but right. like, that's like, that is keeping their marriage together. They've been together for a long time. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I, it, it works for them. And I know other, I, I mean, I don't know personally, I only know one person, but like there are other people that do other things in, in marriages, like even take the concept of like a prenup. Like mm-hmm. most, some people I could see you, Kevin saying like, if someone offers a prenup, that's a clear red flag that that relationship won't work. But then there's some other people who are like, that's just part of, that's part of the, the vow that I'm making is there's a, yeah. A, a contract to protect these assets that are in our family. And that's just how it is. So like, I it, think to it, say every marriage has to fit inside of a cookie cutter thing is, I don't know. It, that's, that's like not something I'm not necessarily willing to do. Hey, yeah, I agree with that. I, I'm not saying it depends on, there's lots of different shapes of cookie cutters. So I'm not saying the marriage has to look like this. You have to live in the same place. You have to do this. Like it is a very complex thing. I would say that if you're giving wisdom out to people and right now it's more popular than ever to have open marriages or have this or that. And listen, if you have one, don't be offended that I think it's not a good thing because you are welcome to do that. I'm a traditionalist in that way or whatever, but I really do think if you go net averages, okay, because everything is not just like, you can't take, not everything is anecdotal. And especially marriage advice is not just anecdotal. You couldn't be like, well, you know what work for me is like this one thing. I think way more people are lured into now more than ever to say like an open marriage is going to help when I don't think that if you if you zoom out in like economics and you look at the whole thing, it's like most that does not work for the majority of people. And I think a lot of people extrapolate who can handle that and apply it in ways that are not going to work. So I just don't think that it is a thing. I think it's something that people enter into. It is not a thing that is going to save your marriage. And I bet there will be numbers as people do studies that most people that do that are just it's a stopgap between them ending their relationship at some point. Well, we're also making the assumption that, that people get married for the traditional reasons of getting married. Like I'm sure there are marriages that are unions for other reasons outside of just, I love this person and want to spend the rest of my life with them. Uh, which is, is like, I think an an outlier in this conversation. I think we're talking about those like traditional 
marriages in yeah. which like I vow to love you and only you. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I would be very curious to see those statistics as well. Something tells me that like when we were kids in like the eighties, early nineties, that's when like the divorce rate was the highest. And now as people have kind of loosened their their traditional views of marriage, or maybe getting married later in life, or maybe mm-hmm. not getting married at all, that the divorce rate is um going down. But I would mm-hmm. be I would be curious to understand like the court the different correlations that cause that. Yeah, I, also I would think too. I, I think well, that some of it has to do with getting married later and people not getting married at all. I think that is a is a thing too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got married later in my life, and I like, I most of my friends got married right out of college because I went to a small liberal arts school in Minnesota, um, and like you know, ring before spring. But like, I got married when I was. 30. You did ring before spring at my school. I went to a musical theater school. And uh, or a school, and that that was my major. And everyone said gay, be- gay before May, gay by May. All the That's freshman right. class of guys would always, and it would be like all of the dudes at the beginning of the year would just be like, "No, yeah, I'm definitely straight." And by May, like how many friends I had that came out by then? Really? Oh awesome. yeah, all of my fr- like besides me and my friend Rich, like everyone came out by the end of the year, and we're like, "Are we gay?" I guess we're <laughs> the only ones that are straight. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. We just yeah, had a really I, mean, I got, I got married later thing. in life and and was very very happy about it. I, Katie and I both lived great lives before we found each other, and now we get to kind of tie those together. So I don't know. It, I also think conversation. There's also a really great show called Easy on Netflix that I think is like one of the best television shows in modern history, but um, in modern like streaming stuff. But there's a couple on there that does an open marriage. And I think it's a great example of not judgmental and not, um, it just is what it is. It's like, this is what it would look like. And they, that's not what the main show is about. That's just one of the storylines and they both try it. And there's something that it's like, you know, and I'll be on dating apps and some will be like open to that. And it's like, it's funny that it's like, Oh yeah, you have, you're married. And then you basically have to spend your time like lining up dates, like doing the same thing that I'm trying to do or Corey's trying to do as single people of like, and you're just doing that with another person. And I think there is something that would ultimately be unfulfilling to that, or that's just a certain way to spend your time. Maybe it's fulfilling. Maybe it's not, but yeah, I think it would be tough. Just watch the show. Easy. It's great. Um, I, here's what we need to do. We need to have, uh, we have a couple relationship and sex therapists that follow us on Twitter and Instagram and have, have interacted mm. with us. We need mm. to have one of them on a podcast and talk about this. Cause I think that we have some strong and good opinions on this. Probably a lot of opinions that like some of our listeners have. It'd be great to, or maybe it's not even a therapist, maybe have like a sociologist or an anthropologist. It'd be great to look at someone who's worked with this and has some like numbers in the field and that kind yeah. of thing to just be like, yeah, and we could do it specifically with, is there a swingers or not even swingers, but like an open marriage episode? Is there, do they ever meet? Yeah, the one where they invite Miranda in. Oh, that's right. Like, where they invite Miranda in. Yeah, that's like. She gets invited in. Yeah, it's early. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah I think, I think, I think Samantha does. I think yeah, Samantha. I think like, she might. Yeah. Does All right, we have, this is a great few things from that Muzzy. Mm-hmm. 
I really yeah. feel like you have to have an Arab person co-host with y'all to get this right. Oops, we didn't do that. They did ask a single person. They didn't ask a single person how to pronounce Nequab, N-E-E-K-W-A-B. It's not I-T. I think they said neat. I don't know what that. How's it spelled? How's it spelled? Um, N-I-Q-A-B. Okay, hang on. We're going to. Nequab. They clearly had not one person, Arab Arab person, consulting them in the script. It's upsetting. They say H-A-N-J-I. Hanji is Arabic for yes. It's not. It's an, it is Punjabi. So they were speaking Punjabi when they should have been speaking Arabic, I think. Okay. Here, I mean, this is how you, this is how you say it from the uh, translator thing that I always look at on YouTube. So this is from Emma Sane, the YouTube account. This may be wrong, but they have steered me right before in things that I have to do for work. So hang on. Oh my gosh, it's so slow. Hmm. Do it again. Nikab. 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 It's not Nikwab. It's Nikab. Nikab. And the accents on the k. Nikab. That's what it sounds like. Well, I really hope you're going to hold up your phone and just go, I have a penis for you. Uh, <laughs> such opportunity. <laughs> gosh. Terrible. I wonder if that muzzy is that Muslim. If that is, oh, if maybe that's her Instagram. Is that? Um. Yeah. I mean, that's well documented. No one. No. It's it's interesting to hear those specific things because usually it's just like, yeesh, that's cringe. So it's interesting if that person is Muslim yeah. to be like, here's specifically why that show sucks. That's or that movie true. botched it. You know. Yeah, totally. And I also do think like when. I don't know. People are more sensitive now, but I think one of the more positive things, whenever people are like, people are too sensitive now, I'm like, the good storytelling is understanding the culture you're covering and going in like, so I think it's really good sometimes that people are more sensitive towards having good, um, I don't know, making sure that stuff is covered and making sure there's someone who can, can do that. So yeah, I agree. Totally. So hopefully they should do that. They should have us on so they cover male characters better in this new series yeah. <laughs> as consultants. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, what do you guys think? One more? Yeah, hit, hit us one with more a, question. Hit us with, a, hit us with a, a big one, a big old one. Okay. Corey, what about one from your Twitter and then one from the Insta? Do we think we can do that? Yeah, we can do that. So the Twitter, the Twitter question was, the, the tweet itself was like, all neg- negative reviews aside, what's the best scene in the movie? Um, someone said the best worst scene, which is not really complying with the rules, but whatever, is Miranda over delivering the line. We have a lot of Abu Dhabi to do. Abu Dhabi do. We talked about that. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One per. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll read. So that I mean, that's funny. We got a pun thing in there. Um, someone said the wedding. Jarelli. Uh, Lil Jarelli said all the wedding or the wedding, all the luxury in the trip. Uh, someone said, uh, Claire Maze said, I am woman, the karaoke part. I think best we all just, scene? yeah, she said that's the best scene. Really? We disagreed uh, with that. Yeah, I disagree. I disagree. I'm a pretty hard disagree with that one, but um, I, I disagree I, with I, that. And this is, I got one more after your disagreement. One quick well, one. Well, just that, like, 
I mean, listen, we, we try our best not to shit on the show, mm-hmm. but when it's, but I think that was like, reminded me of all the worst parts of going to do karaoke is a bunch of drunk white girls getting on stage and singing like singing Dolly Parton or something or singing. And that was like the annoying in real life that would be uh, obnoxious to everyone in the room. And instead they were playing like one of the most empowering women's songs of all time. But then on top of that, it's like literally a, it's like there's a something ironically kind of funny about that song. So they didn't even embrace that part. They just missed it. It was like three strikes. You're out on the fact that they did not see how silly that scene was not Mm -hmm. a fan. And I'm a karaoke fan. Oh, you love karaoke. All You're right. The this, is the, this is the last one that I'll say from our Twitter. Uh, and it, she names two. One we've talked about, but we no one has brought this other one up. This is from Joyce is Not Real. She says, best scene in the movie is Charlotte and Miranda talking about motherhood, which we yep. covered. Yep. And she said, Carrie giving money to that guy to fly home and see his wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was actually a pretty... I, I thought about that and I was like, huh. And I was like, that was a, that was a good moment, I thought. Yeah, do you think that yeah. like when Carrie got the money from spending the night in the hotel with the French guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that's like what he was thinking too? I wondered that. I wondered that when I saw that when they there He's was like, I'm a doing thing. this I'm doing this broke New York girl such a solid. <laughs> I'm leave her and she and she internalized oh, like I'm a prostitute and she's just like I wish they would have done a flashback. Like I <laughs> I know I now now know how Raul felt felt when he left me $1500 in the suite at Bergdorf Goodman or whatever. Yeah, exactly. All right, what's um, the last okay. question? What's the last Last one? question. I think it's a good one. A lot of people said this. Jesse, Jesse Alonitz said it, and someone else said it, and I think it's great. Um, basically, they said, what went wrong, and what could the cast and crew and the creators learn from the second movie to make sure it doesn't happen again. Hmm. Wow. What went wrong? I like to learn. I, I think I like that question because instead of being like, it sucks, it's like, yeah. hey, dust yourself off. Here, here's, here's what I think is the formula for Sex and the City. If I may. Yes. You may. Four strong women who are great friends through and through who live and love New York City. And it takes place in the fabulous environment that is New York City. Mm -hmm. One of them is a writer named Carrie Bradshaw who writes a column that plants ever so gently a through line in the story in which all four of the women have their own narrative arcs come together in one beautiful resolution, all circling like DNA around that through line. And Mm -hmm. this movie Mm -hmm. did not have four individual separate arcs. Like Corey said, they had ploys to get Miranda off work. They had, uh, you know, the beginning with, of, of, of Charlotte's storyline was very interesting. And then just kind of ended very abruptly. And they focused on, Mm -hmm on Abu Dhabi and the the luxury part of Abu Dhabi over the individual storylines of the women. So I think if they were to redo this again, for fuck's sake, keep it in New York City and have 
every mm-hmm. single one of the four women have very strong individual storylines that revolve around a central theme. And I think you will have like I think, in my movie. I think sure. that whether she brings the column back or something like that, it is funny, even in the first movie, they had to dip out and back in. And it's funny, the they showed her book, but it's like it was almost like it didn't matter that she was a writer, even though they had the review thrown in there. And and therefore she's not like that is just such a great spine of like, here is the subject. Here's the question that we can all revolve around. And I think that they lost the plot a little bit by not having um I don't know. They need to like, they need to figure out the four places where their relationships are at. Well, now three, but those three places, and then they need to find what, where are their similarities? Whether you have kids, whether you don't have kids, whether you're this, where you're that, what are all the similarities that it's like, if you have a kid, then it should be Carrie dealing with not having a kid and Miranda dealing with like having one kid and not wanting to have another. and. Charlotte having an adopted kid, another, and then the three stories come out from that. And it's about motherhood or not motherhood. Or if mm-hmm. it's about cheating, it's about, we cheated in the past. I'm tempted to cheat now. Me and Steve got through it. Cheating. How do you have a healthy monogamous relationship or have an open, you know, so that you, you, and her column was so good at that. Once you get rid of that, things kind of go off the rails and turn into hijinks. Yeah. I, I think uh, pretty much the same thing y'all said, but I thought about this today and I was like, too much going on with not enough through line. The movie mm. starts, you have this wedding. It's great. We get to see Anthony and Stanford get married, but you know, yeah, it sort of touches on it. Br- it it's a giant, giant eye candy set piece. And the only thing it really brings us is oh, this couple thinks it's weird that Carrie and Big aren't going to have kids and that makes them feel insecure. That's yeah. the only thing it gets us. And then Big feels weird that a guy hits on him and then that sort of get, that gets called back with the Penelope Cruz thing. But it's like we need we got the movie premiere and the wedding to basically get us this thing where it's like, okay, so Carrie and Big feel insecure about their marriage. That was like mm-hmm. so much of that. And then we go all the way to Abu Dhabi, have all that stuff happen. And then she has the Aiden thing. And then we have, you know, what we had said on our, on our main feed, not to spoil it, but like you, Kevin talks about like the, the sex in the city girls, Mark's brothers moment where they go out in the, in the like traditional, you know, like, and then they empower the Middle Eastern women, just like, way too many things happening and, and giant set pieces to make small points. It's just (laughs) focus it in with that carry storyline. Also, I, I think, I think, uh, I I mean that too, that's massive. That, that right there. Uh, Now listen, 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 technically there uh, is probably, there's probably a place that, the title for Sex in the City is translated into "penis for a vagina hole in the city." Because <laughs> that's you. essentially that's essentially true. Yeah, um, so one, good. one definition of sex. Yeah, I, I think, think also. 
it is it. But a final thought that I just thought was, it's funny how much they did have five different storylines about marriage in the different places of oh, how oh, you true. handle marriage. And there yeah. wasn't, and she wrote a book about it and that wasn't the through line. How is it yeah. not just like, I wrote my thing about the first thing and now it's, I'm, I'm working on a book that's about how do you get through the first year yeah. that's out. Now I'm working on how do you continue a marriage and you literally have Stanford and Anthony to talk about that. You have yeah. the nanny, you have my job versus my kid, like all of it's there. Yeah. 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 You know what True. wasn't there though? <laughs> they weren't there. Alright, y'all. We love you guys. Thank you so much for being subscribers. Later taters. Uh later taters. Howdy Homers. And uh, wow Wyatt's. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle, and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Check out all their great podcasts at SeltzerKings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at TheBradshawBoys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.